Hey, what's up, folks? And welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noel Ruiz, designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is my brother, Pedro. Hello. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro's Creative Tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hanging out in the Discord chat room. If you'd like to join us throughout the show, we are hanging out in the live broadcast chat channel and the invite URL to join the Discord server is discord.gg slash Adafruit. Hello, everybody in the chat room. We'll take a couple moments to welcome everybody to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody hanging out all over the world. Giving some shout outs. Everybody hanging out in the chat rooms. Rosin, Jim Hendrickson, Du Wester. It's got peeps all in the Twitch, on the YouTube chats, and on the. It's Facebook working? Let's see. Probably yeah, it's not. got a checkbox up there. Really? Every time I try to check it I out. I know. It's, it must be a StreamYard thing. We use StreamYard to, uh, to broadcast to four different channels, four different social networks. So Facebook is the one where it's always like iffy, but it says it's going, and that's that's as good as we got. So <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's lying. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about oh, it. You're so yeah. So if you want to um, ask questions, we suggest you going to the Discord live broadcast chat. So that's where we're hanging out. But we also hanging out in the YouTube and Twitch. Those seem to be working okay. So we can bring those chats in if we need to. Hey, it is All right. Working. It is working. There you go. Oh, no. All right, don't kill our bandwidth. No. Echoes. <laughs> Let us know if there's echoes. Um, I can switch to headphones if we need to. But without further ado, let's go ahead and do some uh, housekeeping. All right. Let me head over to adafruit.com slash free so we can see what the deals are this week. We got some new products, some new freebies. So let me go through the tiers. For orders that are $99 or more, you'll get a half-size Proto Breadboard PCB. For orders that are $149 or more, you'll get a half-size Proto PCB Plus, a KB2040. That's that lovely dev board with the RP2040 from Raspberry Pi. And if your order is $200 or more, you'll get the KB2040 dev board, the half-size Proto Breadboard PCB, and free ground shipping uh, from UPS for continental US only. And then for orders that are $299 or more, you get the free ground UPS shipping, the KB2040, the half size Primo Proto, and a Circuit Playground Express. That's right, the return of the Circuit oh, Playground Express. These are back. What? Yeah, thank you, Microchip. All right, so adafruit.com slash free for all those details. These all get automatically added to your cart, by the way, so you don't have to do any coupon code stuff. And while I'm saying coupon code, we have a 10% discount code this week. So if you uh, want to get some stuff, use coupon code FRAGMENT to get 10% off your total order. And this Ooh. works on all physical goods. Alrighty. Next up, the jobs board is under construction. But if you go to jobs board URL, it'll take you to adafruit.com slash careers. And these are two current openings at Adafruit and the New York City area. So if you are looking, if any of these positions uh, look good to you, check those out. 
And what are they? Facilities coordinator. Oh, looks like you'll be working with Garrett, making sure this factory is running like a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A little chaotic, so you definitely want to have a... Able to do multitasking, multitasking, multitasking. Every time I go there, I'm like, ah, I can't work here. Yeah. Holy crap, there's so yeah, much crazy. going on. Ah, so many cogs and wheels and shipping. Yeah, it's like, a manufacturing <laughs> in several floors. But if you can handle that, definitely an awesome spot to do it. Right sure. in the heart of New York. Cool. All right. And that's going to do it for the housekeeping, really. So I'm going to hit back over to Discord. If anyone has any cool comments or gifts, go ahead and drop those in and we'll, uh, We'll take a look. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, I think everybody's on spring break. <laughs> everyone's spring break in, which is great. So I if you're watching in the archive, hello. And uh, we got a fun project this week. So let's jump right into that. This week, we have wow. a glowy project. As always, we have a glowy project. Um, this was a fun project request from Lady Ada. Uh, this is a 3D printed geometric shape that is reminiscent to a star fragment. So a star fragment is uh, one of those objects you can get from the, from video games, uh, particularly Animal Crossing and Zelda. Lots of different Zelda games uh, feature these star fragments. Um, and the cool thing Lamar wanted this to do is to be IoT. So the idea is that um, we can use um, the Medio API uh, to to kind of ask when the sun is rising and when the sun is setting. So as a lamp, this will turn on when the sun sets and it turns off when the sun is rising. Uh, this was done uh, in CircuitPython by Liz Clark, and she wrote it so that the NeoPixel LEDs will gradually brighten or gradually dim, depending on if it's going to, if the sun is setting or rising. Right now, the sun is out so i have some demo code on here just to light it up but real quick i'll do a little demo um so all of these pieces snap fit into a dodecahedron kind of frame i have the frame here actually so this is a dodecahedron um it has 12 sides and it 3d prints without any support material um, there's some chamfers along the edges so that uh, it prints without any supports and it's a frame, and I'm printing it in translucent PLA so that the uh, the core of this uh, illuminates nicely. And then the spikes all snap fit uh, into the various openings. And then we have uh, a special spike here on the bottom. Let me go ahead and turn this off so folks can see uh, it better without it illuminated. So there you can see the bottom spike has a little hole for the cable to pass through. And this has little lips on it, and it kind of snap fits in there. You can see the NeoPixel mount, and that also snap fits. So I can just take that out. And then here is the uh, the kind of the, the star fragment itself. And then this is the NeoPixel um, holder. There's two NeoPixel sticks. Each stick has eight NeoPixel LEDs. Uh, these are really nice um, NeoPixel sticks that have like mounting holes on them. And I daisy chain them, so data out is going into data in. And uh, I'm using these nylon M2 screws uh, to, se to secure this uh, together. Um, there is a little bit of issues with heating, so I have these um, these washers in between the the part because, like, if you don't have those, uh, I actually had this piece kind of 
start deforming because it gets kind of hot. <laughs> um, so that's why you want to uh, have these washers in between the, the PLA because uh, PLA can, uh, can kind of deform with, uh, with various heat. Um, and then I have um, washers here to, to, to keep everything secured together. But there you can see the using a silicone ribbon cable, which is really nice because it's flexible. And then um, I'm using a uh, the QtPie ESP32-S2 to do the Wi-Fi. And then uh, to make it easy to connect the NeoPixel strip or NeoPixel stick in this case, you can use the NeoPixel BFF driver board because it has a built-in JST connector, which is great because now you can solder uh, one of these uh, JST cables to your NeoPixel uh, strand or strip. And then this has the um, the, the five volt level shifting. So you get uh, nice power to your NeoPixels. You can use these uh, socket headers so that uh, you can disconnect your uh, your QtPie. And this will work with any QtPie or Zhao board, which is really nice. And it's a little chunky, but you could also do something more permanent like this one. I um, did it as close as you can. But one of the things you'll notice is that the USB-C port is aligned with the JST connector. So mounting this into a case can be a little bit uh, different than what you're used to. There's not much uh, spots to, uh, to mount this in. So I ended up uh, designing a special uh, base and stand to make it more like a lamp uh, kind of project for your nightstand. So here I'm using a USB-C extension cable and uh, these panels all pop open. So the idea is here that you can now stick your QtPie, connect that into this USB connector and then just kind of house it here. And, uh, and then you can snap fit this back on. So that's all good. And then this kind of stand here has some special uh, geometry here that will allow the star fragment to kind of rest on. So it just kind of rests like that. You can glue it in place if you like, uh, but it's hollow. So you can pass the cable through the stand if you prefer, but uh, Lamar really likes, and I also really like it, um, not on a stand because it just looks cool when you're holding it. So let me go ahead and put this back together and uh, chat a little bit about, um, I don't know. What do you think? Any questions? Maybe Pedro, you have any comments about it? The <clears throat> the code for it. Um, you can, I guess, adjust it or it auto adjusts based on the the uh, time changes just happened. Yeah, yeah. It's using um, Adafruit IO to get the time, and then the Open uh, Medio API to get the sunrise. You have to tell it. Um, in the code, you have to tell it where you are. So you use the longitude and latitude uh, to say uh, where you are. Mm -hmm. That way it knows where when the sun is dependent on your location. So that's really cool. But if you want to just have it light up, you can use um, CircuitPython's LED animation library and code up some fun animations. Maybe you want this to pulsate or do the comet animation or the sparkle animation or the solid animation, whatever you want. It's really easy to do in CircuitPython. Uh, but yeah, having that little bit of extra smarts uh, to make an IoT project is pretty fun too.
Super cool. And, uh, that's pretty much the product in a nutshell. Um, it's glowy. It looks great. Um, you could also have it on a battery if you want to take it outside and do some cosplaying like we did in the video. It feels really fun to take it outside. Nice. Um, yeah. So next up, uh, if we don't have any comments. Nope. Good to I'll, go. Uh, okay. I'll go to the learn guide and quickly kind of browse through it real quick. So if you head on over to uh, learn.adafruit.com, you'll see it's uh, the latest guide. Um, the overview just kind of walks you through the parts. So you're going to need a Cutie Pie, the NeoPixel driver BFF board, a JST, a three-pin JST PH cable, and two NeoPixel sticks. Um, we also have here the USB-C extension cable and some 10-wire silicone ribbon cable, which I really like to use. As for the hardware, I would recommend getting this M2 nylon hardware kit. Uh, it's a link to Amazon, so you can either source that on your own place or use the Amazon link. Um, but those are the screw sizes that will work with these NeoPixel sticks and then some other M3 screws for attaching. If you want to print uh, the, the lamp stand, I'm using M3 screws to secure the uh, the base to the lamp pipe stand and a pack of heat shrink because we got heat shrink. So that's the overview page. The uh, CircuitPython page just walks you through installing CircuitPython onto your Cutie Pie. Um, because it is a IoT project, you will want to walk through the settings.toml file uh, page. This will walk you through um, adding your Wi-Fi credentials um, to the file so that CircuitPython knows to connect to your Wi-Fi network. So just walk through that. And then the code page, shout out to Liz Clark for putting this one together. Um, so you want to walk through this. You can use the download project bundle to go ahead and grab the libraries that are associated to this project. Um, it's all nicely commented. So what you want to come in here is to just write through the comments and update your latitude and longitude. You can find that out through Google Maps or another map service. If you have a different NeoPixel setup, you want to update this. Right now, it's set up for a 30 NeoPixel strip. Here, you can change the number of NeoPixels and the brightness. Um, the pin for the NeoPixel driver BFF board is defaulted to the A3 pin. Um, and then everything else, you could change it if you want to ping um, the Adafruit IO. You probably want to leave that alone. <laughs> you don't want to make it ping any closer because uh, Adafruit IO should be pinged more than one minute. Right? I believe right now it pings every five minutes. Uh, you can adjust that and walk through it. Um, take a look at the comments. It's all nicely commented. Um, and then just make sure that your settings.toml file is all pre-populated. You also want to get your Adafruit IO username and key. You can grab those um, from the Adafruit IO website. You can create an account. It is free to do so. And then you can walk through the, uh, the code breakdown to get a little bit more info on uh, how it's working. The circuit diagram is pretty straightforward. Um, we did this little side view, just so you know that the NeoPixel driver and the CutiePie need to be in a very specific orientation. So just follow along with that. But otherwise, it's pretty simple. Uh, it's just three data uh, wires. We got uh, voltage, ground, and data. 
the CAD page has all the CAD files. Um, we got a little CAD animation there. Um, we have a zip file that contains all the STLs. And then we also have a step file and a Fusion 360 file if you want to modify the design. Um, we recommend using transparent filament for printing the star core. That's that dodecahedra shape. Um, the STLs are oriented to print as is, so they're ready to go. And again, no support materials. Um, you can print the base of the lamp and the stand of the lamp in whatever color you like. But there is a uh, minimum build volume uh, for printing the base. It's relatively large. Uh, 138 millimeters by 132 by 42 millimeters. And then we recommend when you're printing these spikes, um, they print um, in this orientation, kind of upside down because we have this kind of lip uh, to snap fit into the frame, into the star core. So we recommend printing it in this orientation. And uh, I recommend using a brim when you're printing so that you have better bad adhesion. So uh, those are the main tips for printing on an FDM printer. And uh, next up, we walk through the headers assembly. So that just walks you through um, soldering up your headers to the QD Pi, and then wiring up the NeoPixel. You want to use a, a, a fairly large, uh, a very long wire, um, cable rather, um, depending on how you know, how far do you want your uh, your cutie pie to be from the NeoPixel strip? So I recommend something like uh, six inches long is probably pretty good. But you can you can update it as you as you need. And then the assembly it starts with um, securing the NeoPixel sticks to the NeoPixel holder in this fashion here with uh, the hex nuts in between the part so it doesn't melt. You want that? You want to make sure you do it that way. Um, but otherwise, they get secured pretty easy. Everything snap fits. And uh, you just got to be aware of uh, the bottom spike, which allows the wire to pass through. And it's sized appropriately so that the three-pin JSTPH connector can pass through there. So that's why it's like kind of a rectangle shape. But other than that, you can have the cutie pie be outside. Or I also have this simple case, which uh, it's just like a pentagon-shaped snap fit enclosure that allows, just gives you a little bit more protection to your cutie pie and your NeoPixel BFF board. That's optional, or you can use the lamp stand so you can you know, panel mount that USB-C extension cable using the included uh, hex nut that comes with it. And there's a nice hole on the side of the frame. And then you'll want to use M3 screws to attach that top uh, cover to the stand and then just pass the cable through the top of the stand and uh, snap fit it together. And that's pretty much it. That's the whole guide in a nutshell. Um, I hope people uh, make it. And if you do, please post up a make and share it on the socials so I can see it. There you are, Pedro. Awesome. And, and that's, that's, my, that's my project this week. Yeah, Shout out to cool. uh, Liz Clark for coding it. And uh, Lamar, Lady Ada, for suggesting such a fun, such a fun project, so glowy, so luminous. I like you, how it, uh, you printed one. Yeah, I like how it doubles. It looks like a pinata. It does look <laughs> like a pinata. You can put little frails at the end. Uh huh. Exactly. Let the kids hit it. <laughs> but yeah, the kids have been having fun without any of the electronics inside. Of course, you can 
have this bounce around. It has not broken yet, so oh, that's, that's fun. Design for that. Yeah, you could glue the spikes in place so that the parts won't pop out. But um, when it comes to assembly, it's nice to be able to take it apart. But yeah, I'm sure folks could put um, can fashion a custom LED tea light holder for it. Yeah. So that you don't need any kind of microcontroller. So I'm expecting to see, much like the uh, the LED Emerald project we did, um, I think folks will f figure out their own, whatever mm -hmm. they have on hand, make it light up or not. And you can print it in all sorts of different colors and whatnot. So yeah, Gavin. It should be scalable uh, too. should be able to scale it um, if you want it bigger or smaller. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that'd be fun. Giant one. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. So... Somebody's asking, what's the chats over here? It is relevant to a upcoming segment. Where is it? There it is. You got something to show off from some 3D printing service that you sent something in for prototyping. So yeah. Direct Doc Mac over to that service. Yeah. All right. So, so good. All right. Let's jump right into it. So if you don't have a 3D printer, and you'd like your parts to be 3D printed. Um, I recently checked out PCBWay's uh, service for 3D printing, and uh, they have lots of different 3D printing services. They have uh, FDM prints, but also SLA and DLP type prints. So I figured it'd be cool uh, to uh, have our floppy Pi Portal case 3D printed in clear resin. Uh, so this is uh, clear resin, and this parent is from PCBWay. And the design is the exact same design uh, that we 3D printed on our FDM 3D printer. Wow, so no color. It's, yeah, so here you can see the, the quality of the, uh, of the labels here look great. There's no support material, so these edges here look amazing. Um, this has that, uh, that spray varnish option, which wow. you, can, you can apply to your part. And they will uh, clean it up and spray varnish it so it's not tacky and it doesn't smell or anything like that. It's fully cured. What's the added um, cost for that that they have labeled? Um, I'm going to do a video on the cost because I, wow, okay. I it escapes me right now. But I think it was under $40 for both parts, which is amazing. That's pretty good. Um, I'm used to other services being like $100 for one part, but this is a pretty good price. The only thing is you got to wait about 10 business days to get it printed and shipped to you, but that all depends on the size of your part and the finishing that you apply to it. Um, but otherwise, this looks fantastic. This here is the little button repre uh, button presser, so that works out well. Sweet. It's very, very clear. The quality is amazing. It feels wow. like an injection-molded part. Um, the tolerances are pretty much the exact same. Uh, that I'm used to. So here I'm going to open um, the the case here. Let me see if I can get my nail in there. I might want to take out this piece here. There we go. So I'm just using my fingernail to open it. There it goes. This piece here is a little bit more loose because I 3D printed it with a uh, kind of support material in mind. So it actually expands a little bit more. So it's a little bit more uh loose on that end but these snaps are pretty nice they didn't break which i'm really surprised wow. at and another thing i'm really surprised at is i was able to tap 
these standoffs with these M3 screws and they didn't crack or break, which is nice. Um, it, we're used to tapping our standoffs because, you know, the resolution of a 3D print and FDM machine isn't that great. Um, but I'm sure you could probably get real screw threads in there, but I didn't need to. I just slowly drove the screw in and it didn't crack. And that's really nice. Wow. Um, these standoffs here just kind of pass through. So they were nice and they came out. Look at that. You can see my reflection. Uh, they came out really nice. Um, there's no, there's really no notice. If you shine it at the right angle with light, you can kind of start seeing some layer lines, but That's it's very faint. Really, yeah. Very, very faint. And uh, I can't tell where the support material would be. I guess they, uh, they sand it or finish it or something. Wow. Um, yeah. So as far as snap fit tolerances go, a 0.2 millimeter clearance seems to work out well. I'm going to go ahead and snap this one. There you wow. go. It clicks in nicely. And uh, yeah, everything else fits pretty nice. That button, that button presser works really well. So if you have something that, uh, that needs to flex slightly, that seems to work okay. Wow. And, uh, you know, this piece just kind of fits in there and has a better loose fit than I'd like, but there it is. Um, so what I'd like to do is I submitted some more parts, some printed in place parts. How does that work, right? So um, I'm, I sent off another batch of parts to be printed. Um, notably the, uh, the print in place crank. So I have that, a print in place handle and a little Adabot Lego minifig because we have 3D printed Adabot as a minifig. So I sent that off. And there's also, you can, you can apply a custom Pantone color dye to the resin print. Oh. So I sent that off in this teal color. So we'll see how that prints out. Oh, um, you should so, have sent the Lego part too. Let's see. Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, this is a Lego minifig. So we'll see if the tolerances oh, for the feet, mm -hmm. you know, and all that fit. Yeah. We'll see how that works out. Looking at the invoice here for PCB Way, it looks like each part was about twelve dollars and forty-five cents with yeah. I guess the the varnish. And that's yeah. Doesn't show here in the invoice, it just says transparent. The UTR eighty one hundred. Yeah, right. I guess that's the material they're using. Mm-hmm. That's right. So here I also sent off these hexagon keycaps to be 3D printed. So I was amazed that these print really good. So let me get a really close-up shot of this. So these are these chalk mechanical key switches. And I have 3D printed um, on an FDM printer uh, these keycaps. And I just kind of sent them as is. And they have a really good tolerance. They, they snugly fit. They're able to come off. And um, here it is side by side to the injection molded keycaps that we carry. They're also clear. I think they're ABS though, and you can't really distinguish them no, other than the shape. Wow. Um, they look really good. So if you want to get some keycaps printed, um, you can you can send them off the PCB way and have them clear, or you could try that dye, the color dye, and have them custom dyed to whatever Pantone color you want. But uh, these look really, really good. I got a, a, a batch of 10 of them printed. And uh, 
what is the uh, the store that did sell these? What was the unit price for each one? It was actually um, it, for ten of them. They were four ninety five U.S. dollars. Wow! So this is cheaper at a uh, three seventy three per unit. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they got ten of these. Um, so these are a little bit more pricey, but the thing is, you can get them right mm -hmm. now. I don't know if they're ever going to make these again because uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They're out of stock right now. Mm -hmm. uh, JP was able to get the last two batches of them and they only come in one color uh, white yeah. and uh, they actually look really nice in this clear color. Yeah. Clear color in this clear resin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to probably send some to, to JP or JP can order some if he wants them in this clear color again, mm -hmm. not clear color, but just clear material. Yeah, they look really nice. I don't I see any great. blemishes or anything. They have a good, uh, slick feel to them. Mm -hmm. Like I said, they don't have any odor, and uh, they're not tacky. So they're very nicely post-processed and varnished uh, from PCB yeah. way. Yeah, it's so, a good uh, price too, considering that it, it's including the cleanup and the varnish. Yeah. So there's a. Uh, a look at the legs here. They're a one millimeter thick. So you can see here, they're pretty similar in thickness. The wall thickness for the hex keycap here is about one millimeter as well. And uh, I'm sure there's some limitations. You probably shouldn't make anything thinner than a millimeter for your part. Um, but I think for most things, this is, this is gonna work out for most projects. So keycaps and uh, Floppy yeah, cases. So good. <laughs> yeah, wow, very, very nice. Do the um, Pie Girl uh, Game Boy project. Yeah, I sent off my Etch-a-Sketch project. I have it up here. This is my Etch-a-Sketch case. Cool. Uh, I don't have a battery in there, but I think it'll look cool because you can see here, this does have the snap fit mm -hmm. um, edges, uh, and it has all the wiring for the potentiometers, the button, and the switch here. This is also uh, a TFT display with a feather on it. So it'll be cool to see that um, through the print. Um, yeah, reminiscent to all the clear electronics from the 90s. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be really cool. But yeah, for like a Game Boy, this is pretty, looks like a Game Boy. Yeah. So we'll see how those parts come out. How cool. I can't wait to see these. Yeah. Likewise. Um, yeah, it's just amazing that you didn't have to do any changes uh, mm -hmm. to the model, and it just worked out with the snaps. Same thing with these uh, these keycaps. So it's a good a testament to, uh, to testing it out, going from FDM to resin. There are going to be some differences, but in this case, there weren't any changes that needed to be made. Yeah, the last time we sent stuff out was, I think, the Shapeways and the nylon powder stuff they sent back was like, bleh. <laughs> Yeah, the nylon stuff can be a little powdery, but that spray varnish for these resin uh, is really nice. Put this back on here. Like way more expensive than that. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how the mechanical um, parts, the print-in-place parts fare. Like, do they get fused? I don't know, but we'll see because none of these are really mechanical other than this little flexy bit here. But, you know, that's just a tiny bit of flex. And uh, 
man, it looks fantastic. Yeah. So, cool. It looked great with like a NeoPixel light in the background to light it up. Mm -hmm. So those are our first uh, batch of uh, prints from uh, PCB Way. Freaking awesome. Yeah. I think you'll be doing a whole video on showing off uh, a couple of differences and things to look out for. I guess the modeling and wall thickness and all that cool stuff that goes along. Getting yeah, a totally. really cool part like that. Freaking awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. And, and there's dog. Wow. Dog. Jump over to what I've been prototyping. Going back over to another whippersnapper little case this time. Oh, let me rotate around. This time we're taking a look at the uh, P PMS A uh, air quality sensor. So for this. And we're going to make this compatible with the upcoming, I think it's the Sense 55 one from Sensurion as well. So this is going to be a little desktop air quality sensor. It'll be uh, powered by the um, Feather, uh, sorry, freaking spam calling. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, the, uh, this one still has the um, Feather 30, uh, 32S2 on it. So. That's how it's doing the Wi-Fi connection with that. And it's pretty much just a simple little framing case to Ooh, stick nice. everything together. I uh, wanted a little indicator. Uh, so we have NeoPixel strip on here, or not strip, stick on here. So it'll just turn red when you have low air quality on your desk. Um, I would go ahead and show the graph for this, but I keep, I, I'm showing just zero PPM. Is it like because I have all these plants in the house that like the air quality is just so good in here. So I'm not be able to get any readings for it. <laughs> Maybe that's um, it. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Like when I look at the CO2 monitor that we have in the uh, editing room, it's like at 200. So and it used to be 700, 1200, like before I put all the yeah. plants in there. So now it's like, oh crap, now I can't get any bad readings if I needed to. So I'm gonna have to take it outside and do some tests out there. So I wanted to make sure the um, Brent is working on getting display support on there. So I just made sure that for future um, that the uh, the reverse mount feathers would work on here. I think the S3 and the S2 are pretty similar. So I've uh, got the nice little cutout here for the standoff because of the little the module for that always yep. gets in the way with the uh, the standoff. So. I should mount on there perfectly like that. And uh, yeah, it'd be a nice little case for doing some air quality monitoring right on your desk, or you can definitely mount this outside having a nice little indicator for the time being until we get like display support added into Whippersnapper. So yeah, nice case for that. And that's what we're working on. Cool. Yeah. And Whippersnapper, we have NeoPixel support, so it's easy enough to uh, tie the two components together along with the uh, PN. PMS A yeah, 003i, yeah. yeah. And then real quick, just to show that, yeah, the newest pixel support works. That's what it'll hey, look that. like. If um, I had bad air quality in here, if I had good, that's what it should show, the green here. And of course, you can adjust all that through the widget or the little control panel on Whippersnapper itself. I'll turn that a little bit more. And yeah, it's still reading like zero PPM, so. Right. Okay. Does that mean we need to be calibrated? No, I'm not sure, but we'll uh, we'll touch base with uh, with Brent and see uh, if we can yeah. if we can uh, get some more movement. Don't on have that. 
yeah, when I first installed it, it was showing like 1.0, but again, I don't know what, what those values mean. Is that good? Mm. Mm, yeah. It should be yeah, good. It smells this. nice and fresh in here, so. <laughs> I mean, they're giant uh, leaves, so I'm sure there's a lot of CO2 that's being <laughs> eaten up. <laughs> Probably not enough CO2. <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah, cool. And that's what we're prototyping. I think we can jump right into sensor already there. Right. Background. The... Well, one, one second. Um, yeah. Oh. Don't forget the, the discount code fragment. If you want to pick up some NeoPixel sticks, uh, a feather TFT, or anything that's in stock, really, um, go it's... ahead and put that in your cart. And uh, support the show with the coupon code fragment. Yeah. All right. Jumping right. right into this week's community makes, we got a couple of mushroom storage cases with uh what was it nintendo day mario day yeah that happened on uh on march 10th 10th what's the what is it i'm not i didn't see it what was the what's the significance to the date is that when um just that it's march 10 and if you put a m-a-r and ah. then one zero it kind of looks like mario ah, so okay. uh nintendo kind of released uh a final trailer to the upcoming uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. So it's pretty good. Coming out. Yeah, looks, looks fun. Yeah, so this is a twisty top. It uh, prints. Well, this, yeah, no supports. So this prints upwards. Uh, oh, cool. The way that the just catches the way that the, um, the the dome is, and I'm just using wood PLA to get that tan color for the uh, the eye, the like the face, I guess. The, mm -hmm. I don't know what I don't know the the what is it the the stem? I guess it's the stem, right? Yeah, or, it's the stem. We have a, a stem <laughs> and a mushroom head. Yeah, there you go. The eyes just press fit in, so these aren't glued in. I think I could. Oh, really? I thought yeah, they glued, they were glued in. Nope the cool. the um the little circle things do glue in. The tolerance was super loose. I don't know if they were supposed to snap in or not. Okay. Uh, they just glue right in. And nice um, little storage for. Oh, I guess you could put like a some sort of insert in there to have like your uh, Nintendo cartridges in there. Oh yeah, your SD cards or something. And of course, we got a green one. We got a one up and a power up. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I like the shiny filament, and I think the the red's kind of a glittery. No, the oh, no. no, I, I that's what I time lapsed it in with the glittery. I think okay. one of the kids has those. So I had to make like four. Oh, of that's funny. What are the kids, the kids took it immediately. Oh, yeah. That's great. The green I was using in the time lapse, I was using the uh, protopasta uh, glitter green. Um, had a little bit of under extrusion. So I was like, ah, crap, let me print that. Mm -hmm. And then I ran out of it. So I just used the sh uh, the shiny PLA or the silk shiny PLA. That's pretty good. Yeah. Let's take a look at the time lapse video. I'm going to load it up here. So, yeah, that, that wood filament looks really nice. Yep. This the, is a design, designed by 3D Printy yeah. on uh, Thingiverse and Printables. They got a couple of really good designs. They have, like, a Donkey Kong barrel and, uh, like, a uh, one of the blocks as well, like a block puzzle. Oh, okay. And I'm just showing here the uh, the dice. You can use it as a dice storage. Yeah, and dice roller. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, super surprised that the uh, twisty, um, the threads work pretty good without uh, any tolerance changes. Cool. Here is the design. It's uh, free to download. Yeah. Uh, 3D printy. Check out their profile. You can see it um, 
all the parts here, 3MF files, STLs, and it has quite a few makes, 86 makes. Yeah, it's so lots of folks are printing this out and all sorts of different color combos. And I wanted to do like the poison one with the purple and everything. Oh, yeah. Poison one. That's great. Super cool. Yeah, I like a good print that snap fits. Uh, should Ooh, do look at that poison. shiny one. It's kind of like that copper. Oh, shilk. yeah. That's what I should have done. Shut up. You still can. Yeah, I'm done. I got to move on to the next one. All right. Like, uh, oh, and this one glows. That's cool. Glow in the dark. This one glows too. I should have shown that off as well. <laughs> oh, I like the rainbow one. Oh, look at that shiny one with the silver. That looks nice. Oh, you could paint it too. Print it all in white. I'm sure you could scale it up and um, the, uh, hopefully the tolerances all work out. Very cool. So check it out. Simple twist. Open mushroom on fingerbirds and printables all right let's uh move on to community makes we're kind of still on community makes right yeah so we got some stuff to look at we have oh. yeah real quick just a comment from teeth yes i'm gonna try out the should be here i friday the sense 55 i think is what we got yeah the 55 Oh, okay. The uh, yeah. the sensor for the air yeah, quality. Yeah, I'm not getting any good readings that I can actually display and use. All right. <laughs> it's a ported it, whippersnapper. It's it's supported, right? It's in there. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, the first uh, community make we have, other than the mushroom, is uh, a keyblade from uh, the Kingdom Hearts video game. This is a fun prop. This is posted by 3D Dave, or 3 Dave. Um, they printed it out, and it looks really good. Um. It's uh, a design that snap fits and screws together with a couple of heat set inserts, I believe. Um, so that's a free design if you want to check that out. Next up, we have... You're going to like this one, Pedro. If I can copy it. Here we go. Um, Canadian Bacon 21 on printables printed up your Gunblade. So that's that uh, iconic prop from the uh, uh, Final Fantasy video game series. <laughs> so you can print your own Gunblade. Uh, and they said, uh, really cool and easy to print with minimal support. And I think that has a rotating barrel, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Rotating backwards barrel. <laughs> right, the barrel's backwards. That's hilarious. That's how I can tell it's mine. <laughs> right? That's a good tip there. Okay, uh, Dean on printables printed up the ESP32 S3 case, the Feather TFT Stemma case. Hey. And they said this prints and fits the ESP32 S3 as well. Oh, sweet. And that's it there. It's got that dual part, um, one for the screen and another one for like the connector and the, the Stemma cable to pop through. And it has that sombrero tag and it all snap fits as well, which is really cool. All right, and then we have a heat set insert. Another heat set insert rig posted up by Robotic Automation Man, printed on an Ender Extended 400XL. Cool. And wow, those are a lot of heat set inserts on their part. Looks great. It looks like you um, really needed that. Yeah, I like that. The 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 black um, atomized. Mm -hmm. Aluminum extrusion looks really nice and slick. Love it. Okay, 
And the last one for this week. See what it is. Ace. It's uh, Liz's a CypherPython Octoprint controller and monitor case. Okay. So if we go to makes here, um, Sean's i3D posted it up and they said, thanks for the project. And they rated it five stars and they printed it in this lovely blue. Like how they painted in the eyes. Oh, yeah, the eyes are painted. Look at that. Uh -huh. Or maybe they're printed little pieces there. Looks great. And that's this week's uh, community makes. Thank you, everybody, for posting up your makes. Yeah, these are great. Yeah. And uh, we'll have some more next week. Uh, before I close the show, I want to remind everybody to use their coupon code if you want to pick up some parts from the Adafruit shop. Use coupon code FRAGMENT to get 10% off your total order. And as we close the show, we want to remind folks to, to come on the show and tell if you want to share what you're working on. It is on tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Ask an Engineer is on at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Here in the States, we have a time change. So hopefully everybody is aware that uh, times have changed. <laughs> we had a lot where we weren't going to change the time anymore. What happened? I guess it happened. <laughs> Just didn't have enough votes. So go out there and vote. Uh, what else? We have JP's uh, product pick of the week on Tuesdays. Yes. Tomorrow is uh, JP's workshop. So you can check in on JP oh. every Thursday. And then on Fridays, um, we have a deep dive with Tim, foamy guy, and sometimes Scott, the return of stock, Scott. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was on last week. Um, yeah, so uh, check the notes here. I think that's it. Yeah, I'm going to drop, whoop, I'm going to drop in the Discord chat real quick. Everybody know. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody's on spring break, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, we have some folks here. We have Yanni. Hello. And uh, uh, Taith is on as well. Hello. Thanks, folks, for joining us today. Uh, hopefully, we'll see everybody on um, Show and Tell. I'll be on there. I'll show off some of these stuff. And uh, you got your, tr your, your Tron disc that you can show oh, off yeah. as well. Yep. I'll show that off again. Talk about the, uh, guess the pros and cons of making your own. Oh, okay. One of the biggest pros is not having to pay to change your color. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some news that just came out. So that's so fun to, to let the folks know that what's coming, what's forthcoming. Okie doke. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we'll be here next week, same time and same channel. But until then, remember to. Make a great Make day. A great day. Bye, Good folks. Day.